0: Welcome to Monday through Friday, Cellular Agriculture for Pandemic-Free Future. My name is George Ortega, this is episode number 32. I'm recording it on Wednesday, August 19th at 4.51 p.m. Eastern Time. And um, I wanna follow up on this, this topic of morality as it relates to um, this pandemic and as it relates to the solution you know, creating a p- pandemic-free world. Because uh, we, are, we are attempting, and, and like, just let, let me just backtrack, and you know, so the idea is that like, you know, this pandemic is caused by farming animals, and the way to end future pandemics is to transition from that really cruel, immoral system it's so harmful to us in many ways. It, it causes so much human diseases aside from this pandemic. To so this new industry, this new technology called cellular agriculture, where we can grow our meat and fish and dairy in labs in a way that's completely, as much as, as we can be, I think, uh, safe from pandemics. I, I just heard somebody talk earlier today about that, you know, to eliminate farming would, would um, would be 90 95% of the problem i think that you know it probably is between 95% and 100% so from that perspective, and the other part of that is like you know we need to you know there's 1.5 billion dollars invested in this industry you know we're going to be in this pandemic in another year or so it seems like i just read that we're going to be wearing masks for another year as we come out of this you know in order to emerge into a pandemic-free future rather than having to dread or experience the next pandemic, you know, it's imperative that we spend at least $50 billion, you know, on on fast-tracking this industry. So instead of in 10, 15 years to have these new pandemic-free clean meat, cellular agriculture products in supermarkets, we can have these products available in two, three years. So as we're emerging from this current uh, crisis, we can get into a much better world. So, all right. So that's the basic, you know, framework of, of this. So let's let's. I think we need to talk th- about the morality. Um, we don't talk about morality. Let's like let's let's um, move away completely from this scientific um, understanding, this practical understanding that yes, we are we are, you know, through our factory farming, especially, and through the farming of animals we create these pandemics you know and we in the united states you know fine we we didn't have the wet market in wuhan but you know 50 100 years ago uh the chinese people weren't eating those animals they were very poor you know that that's that's a a product of their of of many of them just rising up from poverty you know and and basically adopting our western models to do to do that so we need to address the morality of this. Uh, if we don't address the morality, then we cannot you know, address the technology. Look at what's happening with, with the wearing of masks. You know, um, people believe that their right to not weigh, wear a mask outweighs the rights of other people to be safe from this pandemic. Okay, that's, um, people believe that it's their right to eat meat and fish and dairy, regardless of the consequences. So morality is very important. And, and see, nobody's addressing this. You go to your, your, your ordinary synagogue or church or mosque, the clerics are not talking about this. And that's immoral. And, and it, it may be understandable. It may understand, be understandable because they're within the constraints of their congregations and they're hired to basically, you know, keep their congregations, um, You know, happy in a sense, and their congregations don't want to be challenged with um, with these kinds of ideas, these these kinds of challenges to their morality. But if if the clerics don't do it, and our politicians aren't doing it, because they're, you know, they're they're. basically constrained by the constituents you know they, they they want to get reelected. i mean our political system is just like you know for with so many problems including of course the you know that they have to cater to the corporations and the rich who are financing their campaigns so um so yeah so you the morality aspect of this could not be denied cannot be ignored because if we if we um from two perspectives, if we don't get the morality right, we're not going to um, wear the masks. We're not going to invest this $50 billion on, in, in this new industry. We're not going to, um, to invest as much as we should in, in, in the vaccines and in, in developing universal vaccines. Um, from another perspective, you know, if we don't get the morality right, apart from all these practical considerations, God may deem us not worthy of, of even emerging from this pandemic. Someone, you know, somebody just recently said, um, you know, somebody. Um, I was watching this this YouTube video, um, Santa Fe Institute. I don't know. There was like some kind of conference on pandemics, on so preventing them, and and somebody said that, and, and it's right. You know, for example, HIV. It 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 is a pandemic, but it's also endemic. In other words, some of these pandemics, some of them we can um, we can overcome pretty completely. I, I think um, I can't. Um, there's there's some that we've eradicated, polio, for example. I think, um, but some of them are endemic. In other words, like we never eradicate them. They they just you know we have treatments with HIV/AIDS. We, we don't have a vaccine you know, and people are still dying from it and we, we can treat them, fewer people are dying. But, but the problem with this coronavirus is that it is becoming endemic. So like, you know, in, in, this, in this video that I, I was watching, is you know, the person was saying, well, this is a new normal for, for this year, next year, the, the year after, for 10 years, perhaps. And I don't think that's, that's the kind of life uh, world that we want to live in. So unless we address the morality of, of this, this entire, you know, condition we're in, you know, God may deem us just unworthy of, of the kind of world that we were living in that was so much, you know, better th- than this in so many ways. So uh, so I mean it, it starts and again, you know, um it starts with understanding and accepting that that um that other animals, pigs, chickens, cows, fish, are sentient beings, they feel pain. They can feel a great deal of pain. If, if you've owned a dog or a cat, and if, you, if you've seen that dog or cat in pain, you understand, you understand. It's not like, they're, like you know they're incapable of feeling pain because they're not as intelligent as we are. You know, you understand that animals feel pain. Okay, so then understanding that what, you know, why are you continuing to eat meat and fish and dairy that comes from these animals that are virtually all abused and many of them actually tortured so that you can pay less money to buy these products? I mean, can, do you see the evil in that? You know, and all right, with with this with this question of morality and evil, you know, you you probably said no, I don't see that because, well, we get a little complicated now, but I think we have to. Um, when when I when I say that you're being exceedingly immoral by being complicit in 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 um the, the buy, this this factory farming system where you're paying people to abuse and torture animals. Um, you're probably hearing, you know, let's say you're, you have a religious perspective, If you're a Christian, a Catholic, you're, you're probably hearing, well, you know, I'm really evil and, and God is going to punish me. You know, it's my, you know, I, I may end up in hell eternally, but basically you're, you're personally attributing this to yourself that, you know, you know, if I'm saying you're doing something really evil, you're understanding it as well, you are fundamentally responsible for that evil. You know, and and this goes to the the question of free will. And it's gonna be hard for me to integrate this, this concept into this series, but I think it's important because like, to the extent that you don't understand this this basic nature of human will, you're gonna remain in denial about the evil you're doing. So the idea behind this is like, if you're like most people, you do believe you have a free will. You believe that what you do and what you don't do and what everybody else doesn't, doesn't do is fundamentally up to you, up to them. And so, you know, if you do good, you feel you deserve the reward for that good. If you do evil, you feel you deserve the the punishment for that evil. Okay. um, But that's, that's a faulty understanding of of who you are, who we all are um, there's four top scientists who excel beyond you know they're in a league of their own really um, Newton, Isaac Newton, Charles Darwin, Sigmund Freud, and albert einstein okay and and you know. Newton and Einstein were physicists, Darwin was a biologist, and uh, Freud was a neuroscientist psychologist. And from these three very different fields, they each had the understanding that no, we do not have a free will. You know, we're basically conditioned by our past, we're conditioned by our genes, this nature and nurture. You know, if it's not nature conditioning us to be how we are, to do what we do, it's nurture, it's how we're raised, how we're brought up. So this is so important that you understand this, because to the extent that you understand that this isn't your fault, that it's not your fault that you were born into America in this time, where where everybody's eating animals, nobody's questioning it, you know, and you, you're, you're raised like this from a very early age. So it's understandable that you might think, well, you know, I guess it can't be evil, because like, that would mean that everybody around me was evil. And so But but the idea is, like, so, like, if you believe, if you believe that you have a free will, when I'm telling you you're doing something really evil, you're taking it personally. You're you're taking it personally. You're saying to yourself, oh, well, you know, he's saying that I'm just, like, fundamentally, that it's my fault that I'm being so evil. And no, that's not what I'm saying. What what I'm saying is that uh, it's not your fault that you were raised in this culture, you raised in this world that conditioned you to do something that's so evil. And it's important for you to understand that, because maybe once you begin to understand that, you can face the evil you're doing. You know, you can face it from the perspective is fine. I am being compelled by nature, God, however you want to describe it, to do this evil. That has problems of its own, of course, because we tend to want to believe that God is all good, and God wouldn't compel us to do anything evil. Uh, So that you know, in in the Bible, at least, you know, in Isaiah, God himself says, I create good, I create evil, you know, so I think we we need to have a a perhaps more accurate understanding of God to just like complete this understanding of who we are, you know, we're basically manifesting God's will, all right, so that, that might help you, that might help you to face the evil you're doing, not by your choosing, not by your free will, but you're still doing it. And here's the, the, the key to this. So in our world, it doesn't seem fair to me, you know. but the way the, the world works seems to be that notwithstanding our lack of free will, we are nevertheless rewarded when we do good and punished when we don't. You know, We see this play out in our personal lives, we see this play out collectively, the many wars that, that have been fought, the strife, the, the crime, you know, the, the illnesses, um, perfect example of this. I mean, for example, you know, the, um, the number one cause of death in the United States is heart disease. Okay. Uh, the number two is cancer. The number one cause of heart disease is the eating of meat, the eating of animal products, the cholesterol, the saturated fats, you know, the the harmful ingredients. So like, this is punishment, you know, people have, you know, they they just think, oh, I've been eating meat all my life and I I get heart disease and like, it's just a coincidence. No, it's not a coincidence, it's punishment from God for your having abused those animals, regardless of whether you have free will or not, considering you don't have free will. Same with cancer, you know, there's a lot of like these these processed meats, you know, with nitrite, nitrates, I believe, Um, they cause cancer, you know? Uh, I I imagine a lot of our cancers, uh, the primary um, cause is is the consumption of of, of animal products. So we are getting punished in a lot of ways. Okay. um, So again, we're, we're in this coronavirus era. Now, again, if the experts are right, we're going to be in this this year and next year and the next. And, and there's not going to be a new normal. It's going to be adapting to this endemic crisis. You know, where we're I mean, like the best case scenarios show us opening and closing and opening and closing, you know, for years. You know, and this is so. So what do we do? All right. Well, we're throwing, you know, <laughs> I was going to say we're throwing all the technology we can at it, but we're not. We're not. In other words, like, and this is a moral issue, you know, why aren't our politicians talking about this new industry that can save us from future pandemics? Why aren't our politicians talking about vastly, you know, the US government just gave a couple of billion dollars to one pharmaceutical company and and a billion and a half to another to develop these vaccines? I mean, is that all? That they think is necessary, and we we're, we're going we're we're slated to lose eight trillion dollars you know as a result of this pandemic so like one two billion dollars you know as a percentage of that is like what one one twentieth of one percent I, I you know i'm just guessing, but it it's like it's not even one percent it's not close not close to one half of one percent so so in terms of morality, yes, we, we created this with our immoral treatment of these animals, and we're being punished, if you wanna see this theologically from God, because of this, but, but that's only half of this. You know, We're gonna to continue to be punished, perhaps, likely it seems, it seems like our, like our luck is running out. Look at who we have as president. So it, it seems that if we continue our immorality, we're not gonna be allowed to live the kinds of lives we, we lived before this. So ha- what do we have to do to redeem ourselves? Push for this $50 billion, It should probably be $300 billion investment in this, this clean meat industry, the cellular agriculture, so that we don't have to wait 15, 20 years to have these, these products, these, these pandemic-free clean meat, products in our supermarkets and so we don't have to like spend another 10 15 years abusing and torturing animals adding to to, to the uh to the evil we're doing and inviting greater punishment so that's the one the, the first thing we need to fast track this industry the same way we're fast tracking the, the development of vaccines again what are the vaccine they're working on probably within a year we'll have it and that's you know the the closest the the um The fastest a vaccine had been created before that was in 1957, Um, there was a pandemic then and they created a vaccine in four years. Ordinarily, it takes 10, 15 years. You know, AIDS has been around since the 80s. We still don't have a vaccine. So it's great that we're investing in the vaccines. We should probably be investing a lot more. You know, fine, a billion or two is, is fine. We should probably be investing 100 billion, you know, at least, again, take it as a, you know, it's $150 billion is one half of 1% of what we're losing, what are are, are just not our world, this country is lost because of this pandemic. You know, so how are our politicians, our economists, how do they not get this, you know? And um, I think they're they're just not very um, courageous, morally courageous, you know? Those of them who understand, and, and there may be few because, you know, they may not be all that vested in understanding. They may be more invested in, in you know, getting reelected and just like working on these much smaller problems that are easier. But um, those, those people who understand that it's our um, factory farming system, our, our farming of animals that created this pandemic, they don't want to confront their constituents with this. You know, they're afraid. Um, that's a problem. They, you know, that's immoral. That's immoral. Yes, it's self-serving. They get they get re-elected, but what good do they do? You know, they're not leaders. They're following what their constituents, who are ignorant of all this, are are, are demanding. Um. So yeah, the the faster. I mean, now of course, you know, if we wanted to really be, you know, much more moral, we would. Just all go vegan would say enough of eating meat, enough of the cruelty, of the abuse and torture of these animals, enough of the consequences of this cruelty from God or from science, however you want to you know, understand it you know, ideally, the, the most powerful moral response is to go vegan. but you know, <laughs> you, know you have to understand you know, this is a perfect example that we're not living in a very moral world. I mean we came from a world and you know, we' Until 1865, we had slavery in the United States. You know, we're aborting 50 million lives every year. And that's, that's, that's as many as, as, as die of every other cause of death combined. Now, now I know, you know, I, I tend to be a liberal, but I'm not sure these, these label, labels are working anymore. Because, like, you know, abortions, I think, are really wrong. You know, and and like what a, a woman has a right to her body? No, she doesn't have a right to her child's body. You know, I mean, like, because cause with that argument, you know, a woman have would have a right to her child's body six months before the child is born, and then six months after the child is born. And and of course, we can see that that would be just completely wrong. People understand it. So so again, we're we're living in and then the way we treat. You know, there's still about a billion poor people. You know on this planet. They don't have safe drinking water. They don't have enough nutrition, enough medicines. So so our evil extends far beyond this farming of animals. So, yes, we live in a world where we're all pretending to be good. We're pretending to be virtuous. We've got, we've got that really nailed. I mean, like living in Westchester my entire life, you know, I see that. You know, it's not, it's, it's appearances that matter. It's not, you know, whether you're good or bad, really, that, that's the determiner of your success in life. Uh, you know by parents is actually because i don 't think it 's really a success, I think you get punished, but you know in in, in this county and throughout the world, you know it 's much more important that, that people appear to be virtuous to other people to themselves than than they actually are virtuous. We need to address that you know um, and so like this is the thirty second episode, and when I first started this i wasn 't focused on the morality all that much; I was focused on the practical aspects, you know, just that, you know, people say, well, this is a one in 100 year pandemic where, where, you know, they're basing that on the 1918 um, Spanish flu that killed between 50 and 100 million people. But, you know, if you, you know, I've gone through this, I've, I've gone through the different decades where, you know, there've been many pandemics, you know, the AIDS pandemic has killed 20, 30 million people in the 80s. We, we've been lucky until now, you know, in the 2000s, you know, because it's a much greater population, because there's so much more air travel and various other reasons, the risk of pandemics is growing very fast. And we're, play, we're playing Russian roulette. You know, we've, got, we've gotten to the point where this isn't like it was in the 40s or 50s, where there wasn't that much factory farming and there wasn't that much air travel. You know, we're, we're living in a world where there is no other moral at all, practical alternative to this than ending the farming of animals, factory farming, family farming, ending all, you know, transitioning. There, there's no reasonable, you know, alternative to this. If we do this, we will be 95 at least percent safe from pandemics. If we don't, we lose that 95 percent and we're at risk at, of the next one. Something that, um, so, so basically, yeah, I started out the series, you know, working on the practicalities, but now I'm realizing, you know, I could talk about the practicalities for 10 years, but unless I talk about the morality behind it, then you're not going to get it. You're not going to get that the, um, the behind the, the uh, yes, factory farming is causing this, but it's your eating these animals, regardless of how badly they're treated, how much they're abused and tortured. That is the that is setting all this in motion, if you stopped eating animals, the manufacturers would have to stop farming the animals you know and, and again, if you want to eat this clean meat, this cultured meat that 's pandemic free you know free of uh, you know that 's healthier in so many ways, yes, um we can begin to do that, but we need to first fast track the research we need to finance it so we get these products available so um Again, it's a moral issue, and, and I'm, I'm prepared to continue with the moral perspective because you know I realize you don't want to hear it, but you know you go to a doctor or a dentist, you know they'll tell you, well, you know you got to like if you want to live, you're going to have to lose an arm or a leg, or you know you're going to have to be cut open or something. And generally, we 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 accept the pain, we accept the suffering. So so I hope you'll be wise enough to accept this suffering to to, to listen to not take it personally, not buy into this free will belief, not blame yourself for this evil you're doing, but to to hear what I'm saying, to hear, you know, to trust me when when I'm telling you that we may not emerge from this pandemic and we may have many other future pandemics, some many times worse, unless, until we end the farming of animals. You know, that's, that's the message. And, and it's a moral message. So basically, we may not enjoy what so many people and generations before us worked hard for and died to, to give us, you know, we've been bestowed this world that's so amazing in so many ways, just look at this internet. You know, if we want to continue enjoying this world, we need to Think not just of ourselves, but think of the future generations. Because like this, this pandemic, yes, it could be punishment for the way we treat animals, but it, it could also be punishment for our ignoring our children and our grandchildren and great grandchildren. Because if anybody knows anything about climate change, they will know that by 2050 things are going to be horrible on this planet, and by 2100 they'll be beyond horrible. You know, the, there'll be you know the 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 um. Temperate regions like, like New, York, New York State will be as hot as it is in the equator. And much of the land throughout the world will not be inhabitable. It'll be so, the, the planet will be so hot that the hottest day on, on record, you know, so far will be the norm for winter in, in many um, parts of the world. So, um, so yeah, we, we need to understand, we need to face um, our evil in ignoring, you know, not just the, the, the rights and welfare of these animals, but the rights and welfare of our children, grandchildren, great-grandchildren, future generations. All right. Um, so I'm gonna, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm continually doing research, and, and it's, it's unfortunate there's not much that's being presented um, on the media on this, on, on how to, you know, the, the, the vaccines, on this. There's nothing on the cellular agriculture, you know, and, and our, our reporters aren't really being all that honest with us. Some, some, some are, but very few, on what we can expect. You know, the, the, this is, is going to be a year, two, three years, you know, where we're distancing and all. We need to face these things to understand you know the morality behind it and to change our ways and if we change our ways if we don 't change our ways you know i mean we 'll we'll pay the consequences if we change our ways we 'll create a much much better world for everyone, including you know animals all right, so um, watch this um, every Monday through Friday on uh, white Plains community Me- media channel seventy six if you get optimum forty five you get verizon. As of yesterday, um, the audio version of this episode is also on Spotify and it's on various other um, podcast um, formats, platforms. Um, Think about what I'm saying. You know, yes, it's not your fault. It's not your fault that you're doing so much evil. But to the extent that you're buying these products and you know, and you know they're coming from factory farms because they're not labeled otherwise you know, you're creating this, you're you're the problem, it's not your fault, but only once you stop being so evil will we overcome this. Okay, thanks for watching, see you next time.